Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumpacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I'm joined by Paul Doolan. Hello. And Dave Watson. I'll read. Oh, is that um, slang? Yeah. Just is that di- dialect? <laughs> I just thought I'd lean into my Geordie roots a bit more. Oh, fantastic. I love that. There I is... love that we're a Newcastle podcast and we have an authentic Geordie <laughs> Quite early for a tangent, but have you seen that clip from an episode of, I think it's the American crime drama Castle? Where they oh, have, yes. have a Geordie on there, on the cops like it's okay. I speak Newcastle. He's saying Divan Junal. That's Geordie for don't you know? <laughs> it's oh, so brilliantly bad. I've got to see that. It is the worst Geordie accent you've ever heard. It's even worse than yours. But they also treat it like it's a language and not a dialect. So I yeah. can translate Geordie. It's okay. <laughs> Um, but. So it's been a while since the last uh, podcast. Someone said, someone asked us uh, on Twitter why it's been so long. Uh, basically, I went on holiday. So we've had three <laughs> uh, games since the last uh, podcast. Imagine if News 24 did that. <laughs> for a week. <laughs> Hugh Edwards has gone on holiday. There's no six o'clock news. And we're more important than the six o'clock news. They all get to go on holiday, you know, but they get people who stand in, you know. This is not a professional operation, in case you were wondering. (laughs) Um, So we've had three games since the last podcast. Man United, Mm nil-nil. Everton, we won 1-0. And Tottenham, we won 2-1. I'm reading this all off the internet because I have very little memory of any of them, because I was at an all-inclusive resort where you were offered booze at 20-minute intervals for the whole time. So 
I mean, I think I watched most of the Everton game, but I've got no memory of it. I've seen highlights of all of them, but I'm going to be completely reliant on both of you because I have no memory of anything. So um, I think we should start by talking about the Spurs game because yeah. that was the okay. most uh, recent game and the most consequential. So, um, Paul, what were your thoughts on that? I think the main thing for me is t- taking all three games together. The Man U game, we looked so knackered by the end of it. I thought we're going to really struggle to have three games in a week here. And mm. the Spurs game, which looked so full of energy. We were, the opening 20 minutes, Spurs looked quite decent. I thought they were finding gaps and they were looking like decent Spurs. And before, we would have just let that happen and that would have been the game over. But we just seem like a team that's able to make tactical tweaks in real time to win games. I, I don't trust it. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I think the um, certainly with the talking about like tiredness, I think because we're getting quite a bit of criticism at the minute from opposition um, fans and even managers about the amount of time that we're wasting towards the end of the game. Genuinely think that's not just to waste time and try and kill off the game, but I think it's to kind of reserve a bit of energy towards the end of the, the game, just to like stop that that high intensity that we play with for the majority of it. We just kind of yeah, that's like Nick Pope in the Spurs game could have been could have been red carded for the amount of yeah. time he was wasted. Um Certainly he wasted Jordan. 94 minutes. They talked it <laughs> um, But I don't, I don't mind it because we don't yet have the quality, like the strength and depth to to maintain that level of intensity for three games in a week. We just don't. We can't do it. I think the Spurs game was odd as well because it's, it's the first time I can remember where we've time wasted and you felt like we didn't need to. Like the Man U game, we were coming under the cosh at the end. Man U probably should have nicked it at the end. They had two really good chances. But Spurs just looked completely out of ideas. Mm. I think We've that... I think, sorry, recently, recently the, it, the year anniversary of the takeover came up. Um, and I guess we're approaching <coughs> the year anniversary of Eddie Howe coming in. And uh, aside from the changes to the squad, the big huge changes since he came in would be obviously intensity and and fitness Mm. right that's been a huge thing and also it seems like he feels to me like a very ambitious manager right he like he wants to be a winner you know Mm. so there's like that's been instilled in the squad that like the time wasting that goes with proper winning squads, right? Yeah, that's what happens when you get players like Trippier from Atletico Madrid. You get players mm. that know how to see out games and aren't yeah. afraid to annoy opposition fans. I don't want us conceding goals in the final minute and getting applauded off by the opposition fans. I'd rather I'd rather they thought we were big shit houses. Yeah, I mean we scored in the game against Liverpool where we'd been you know time-wasting for a lot of the final, like, 20 minutes. 
And then Joe Linton's got an opportunity to, to run it into the corner flag, but he doesn't. He crosses it. And from that, they go up the other end, win the corner and, and get the get the goal that ultimately wins it. Whereas if he just bought a foul or put it out for a throw-in up their end or whatever, just, just time-wasted up that end, we probably would have seen the game out. So I'm okay with it. Yeah. Okay. I don't think our time-wasting was as controversial as other things in the game. Well, I mean, I mean, man, you've been... Um, Find twice in the space of I think a week and a half, maybe two weeks, for the the behaviour of their players um, in surrounding the ref and and challenging the, the the decisions and stuff like that. And that to me is that that's less to me about tactically winding down the game and more about entitled assholes being entitled assholes. Can we talk about the fact that? Can, can we talk about the fact, I mean, what true to type with, uh, I think there's two podcasts in a row that after <laughs> very early on, uh, after um, very satisfying victories, I mean, this one perhaps being um, the best result of the season, possibly <laughs> the calendar year, very early on we've managed to um, go into a quite a turgid conversation about the boring <laughs> possible thing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> We beat Spurs away and we looked fucking good yes, doing it. We've just beat Spurs so away. We've just beat Spurs away 2-1. We've just immediately gone into a 10-minute conversation about time-wasting. <laughs> it's kind of opposite. It's just phenomenal. I mean, that, um, we're not the ones driving out. this. Say that again, Paul. We're not the ones driving this. No, absolutely. That's just that's that's me suddenly like asleep at the wheel. Hang on a minute. Um, can we talk about the fact that um, Miggy Almiron has now scored five goals in the last five games? Yeah. What's going on there? It's, he's he's it, partly, I think, it's because he's he's like um, getting a good run of games, and he's playing in a system that gets the most out of him because he, you know, I mean, his his endeavour was never in doubt, but playing with a lot more confidence, seeing a lot more of the ball, you know, linking up with Trippier and Bruno instead of, with the best will in the world, Javier Menkio and Matty Longstaff or whatever. Like, he's just, it's great to see. I love his little face. I love it. Um, I don't know if it can continue. I think I think I said it on a few, few pods ago that this is his peak. And I think he's just riding this, the crest of this wave for longer than I expected. Um, but I'm expecting like a, a regression soon enough. But until then, let's fucking enjoy it because he, he's banging in not just a lot of goals. He's banging in really, really good goals. Like really fucking good goals. Well, it obviously can't continue at this rate, you would have thought, because if it does, then he's... He, he, he's suddenly one of the best players of the last decade. <laughs> um, but, you know, maybe now he's gone from a three or four goals a season player to a 12 or 15 goals a season player, which would be amazing. Mm. Yeah, this doesn't feel like when Joe Willock scored in seven games in a row. I don't think he's going to drop that significantly. I think he's just got... I think having Trippier behind him and Bruno 
combining with him and even Sean Longstaff is just mm-hmm. everything's clicked with the personnel around him. The system we're playing suits him. His, he's not a one-man press anymore like he was before. It's not yeah. aimless. So he's actually, we're actually using players in the right positions and telling them the right things to do. And when you do that consistently enough and coach them well, they start to improve. But yeah, he's not scoring many tap-ins. Like two this week were just... Yeah. The second Finishing one, most field. Salah-esque. Finishing feels like the most uh, form-dependent part of football, would you say? That like if you're not in form in terms of finishing, then it, 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 that's it, this, the wrong yeah. thing. Yeah, as, mm-hmm. as a fan of CM Dion and John Dahl Thomason, I think we've seen that kind of borne out for our club. Oh, it's, it's absolutely to do with, with confidence. And I think he he right now is in a rich vein of form because he is full of confidence. And I think the only thing that's going to knock the confidence is if he, you know, has a really has a fucking shitter of a game just because nothing goes right for him. Because sometimes he can have those games, or if he gets an injury. That aside, if he keeps, even if he doesn't score, fine. I think his levels of confidence are going to be up and up and up and. We're going to benefit it. I mean, there's, there's talk of him getting a new contract in the pipeline. Um, I think he's done enough to deserve it. And I certainly think he's done enough to perhaps make the, the ownership and the management think twice about replacing him with a wide forward. Yeah, I think, I think replacing him was probably our transfer priority going into winter. And I don't think it is now. I, I think we'll probably be getting a central midfielder instead. If we sign anyone, I I'm full of confidence right now because I am confident that if we go for a little break now, the listeners will come back for the second half. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure. I share that confidence yeah. to get into okay. Well, another you know, turgid conversation. Well, yeah. well I, here's what I think: if they don't come back, fuck them. I don't care. Wow. <laughs> wow. If you don't come back for the second half, then do you know what I mean? Like that's your that's your loss. Someone has not come back from holiday with an all-inclusive attitude. <laughs> no, do you know what I mean? I can take it or leave it. So anyway, we're gonna listen, we're gonna go on a break now. We're gonna go on a break now. And you know, you have a good think about whether you want to stick around for the second half, because we're gonna do it whether you come or not. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to the Newcastle Natter. Good break, guys. Lovely. Fucking so, one. one. <laughs> yeah. I, so, I see... You've come crawling back <laughs> the second half. So, like I say, I have 
very little memory of anything that happened in any of these games. So I'm relying on you two to steer it towards goals, maybe talk about actual goals, talk about actual key incidents. Okay. Um, well, the the opening goal against Spurs was contentious because uh, Loris, Loris charged out onto a ball between defence and keeper and was um, and collided with Callum Wilson. And those who didn't want the goal to be given were saying that, well, it's a foul on the keeper. And those who did want the goal to be given were saying, well, no, it's just a coming together of two players. And if it was any other position other than keeper involved, nobody would care. It would just be, well, they bounced off each other. The defending player's gone down like thrown himself down strike as well within his rights to compete for that ball physically and then to put the ball into the empty net and I'm on that side if you if you couldn't guess yeah I think <laughs> even being partisan it was it was just Hugo Lloris going mad which he does mm. sort of once a once every few months he's yeah. an amazing keeper but every now and then he's an awful keeper and who's probably at fault for both of our goals. I'd say so, And yeah. I, for one, celebrate that. I think yeah. more keepers should start doing that. <laughs> Although we made him kind of at fault for our goals as well. Like there was, We were playing on his weaknesses. Our pressing game seemed designed to get him into those areas of uncertainty. There was a good thing, I think it was on The Athletic, looking at the way we set up against Spurs, where it was... It was very much draw them onto the front foot and then our defenders to just play long through balls. And you could see early on that it was a really good one because Cher's ball for the Wilson goal was actually quite a bad pass. Mm. But the warning had been there earlier. He played a perfect through ball to Joel Linton, who was playing as a left forward for this instead of a midfielder and probably should have ended up scoring from there. Mm. It just... It's so weird at the minute. Our back four are probably combined better passes of the ball than our midfield. So <laughs> why not do that? With the exception of Bruno, but the rest of our midfield, they're not amazing passes of the ball. Maybe Shelby you would put in that bracket. But you yeah. look at Botman and Cher and Trippier, they're just amazing passes of the ball, unflustered and, yeah. Well, I mean, you mentioned four, that our back four are, are also the stats. Well, in terms of uh, conceding goals, the best back four in the Premier League at the moment. Which... Yeah, and it's not just the goals allowed column that's that's shedding. You know, is showing us in a good light. If you look at the amount of chances that we're allowing, it's actually pretty low. I don't think I don't think we're top. But I think we're certainly one of the one of the teams that's you know restricting the opposition to a low number of chances. What is interesting is the amount of pressures we're putting on uh, the opposition high up the pitch, and we are first for that. There is no team in the league that's um, pressuring the ball high up the pitch more than we are, and that just shows that the the defending is is throughout the team. It's not just the responsibility of the back four. Um, to do that and that's why Almiron's looking so good that's why Joe Linton's doing so well it's 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 a mark of Eddie Howe I think Eddie Howe's achievements are kind of being um, overlooked outside of Newcastle outside of Newcastle fans because the 
the inst like the instant like assumption is, oh well, it's just because he's bought you know two hundred million pounds worth of players. But it's not just that. Like you, you have to drill down into the, the performances of the players that were there before the takeover, before how, and look how much they've improved, and look how much the team's improved. Yeah, it's um, quite. If you're Kieran Clark, it's got to be really annoying seeing all our bad players turned into amazing footballers as well. Because <laughs> it's sort of, it's saying there was nothing there to work with at the start. So let's sort of assess where we are and, and what we think might come of it. Andy Sheldon says, current form and league position is outstanding, but being realistic, where do you see us finishing the season and have we got a chance of a cup? Paul? Well, I said seventh at the start of the season. I think we'll finish higher than that now. Top four is going to be very tricky because I think you look at Chelsea now Potter's there I feel like they'll definitely be top four you've got Arsenal and Man City will definitely be top, I mean, you can never say definitely with Arsenal because they find new ways to make you think they're good and then fuck up every year <laughs> but then Man U look very good with Ten Hags I, I feel like fifth or sixth is not <coughs> completely unrealistic yeah, Liverpool and Lackard. I can't see them getting top four this year. I don't see us getting top four, but I I could see us finishing sixth. Yeah, I think form I'm... for the calendar year we're fifth, and league table at the minute we're fourth. So it's not it's not like it's a mad suggestion that we could finish yeah, top fourth, four. But the two teams behind us have got a game in hand on us. Yeah. Well, we've got less players going to the World Cup. I mean, that's the big variable this season, or the big unknown. The World Cup, nobody knows how teams are going to react to that. And I think I the other thing with us, if we're in with a sniff of top four, or if we're in the top four in the January window, then I wouldn't be surprised to see our board invest quite heavily to try and cement that, because that would be a chance that they hadn't banked on. Yeah. I was looking at the schedule for the, the World Cup. It's mental. As in, it goes Premier League fixture weekend. Then they're all off for the world, to the World Cup. A whole World Cup, World Cup final. Then they come back and it's straight into the next weekend as Premier League fixture. There's no, like, two-week buffer either side or anything. It is... I get it, man. Yeah, I, I, I guess what clubs are hoping for is either that their team's national team, their players' national team get knocked out early or that only one or two get through to the World Cup final. Because, I mean, I mean, who's going to be favourite to the World Cup finals? Probably Brazil. England. It's got to be England. It's got to be. Um, so, I, but either way, I think we're going to, We'll benefit from from that because we'll be in a strong position to make signings over January, and not a lot of our players are going to the World Cup when you compare it to the other teams at the top end of the table. Yeah. So should we do that now? Who who will go? Trippier will probably go. Bruno. Yeah. yeah. Trippier might not play. Bruno will probably play. Outside uh, chance, Joe Linton. You never know. Love to see it. <laughs> Has he ever played? Not for no. Brazil, but no. 
Has he ever played football? <laughs> <laughs> As Switzerland um, through, is Scher going? Fuck, oh, I can't remember, man. It's, it's Garan Kual is going. <laughs> I don't think that'll affect us too much. Uh, World Cup. Wilson could potentially go. Yeah. Saw an interview with him uh, today. He's really pushing Pope. for it. So. Although it doesn't really affect keepers in the same way. I, I, I don't know if, if Wilson will go. I think it'll be Kane, Tony, um, Abraham. Abraham's gone off the boil a bit, though, hasn't he? I think if Wilson stays fit between now and then and scoring one every two <laughs> games... I think mm. he'll go. It's just such a massive if. Paraguay, mm. are they through? Uh, no. Oh, good. If, no. Does, if Wilson does stay fit, then that's a pretty much guarantee that he'll get injured during the World Cup. Yeah. Well, the other thing as well, like after the World Cup, we'll have Isaac coming back. I keep forgetting we've got him. It's our record signing, and he's one of the most highly rated young strikers in world <laughs> football. Uh, but no, I'm, this I'm, is I'm, thing. I'm, we've got to fourth at the minute, and we've never had our strongest eleven on the pitch at the same time. Phil Huntsman, Phil Huntsman on Twitter says, "Who will our top goal scorer be this season?" Um, and it have to be Wilson, right? Well, Miggy's top at the minute, isn't he? He's got six goals this season um, so far in the Premier League. I don't, I don't know if Wilson will be because I think. Partly due to him missing a few games, partly because Isaac's going to obviously be challenging for the for the starting position. I reckon it could be Almiron, you know. There's, I, I, I could see the end of the season coming along with him getting another three or four goals and that being enough to, to be top goal scorer. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, you know. Well, I guess we'll just have to see. Do you want to put a thousand pounds on it? <laughs> well, who's who's thousand pounds? Yours. Yeah, I'll put your thousand pounds down. Fun eight 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 eight. Right, hmm. um, Chris Wood, a New Zealand in the World Cup for some time. No, no. So I'm just looking at the the, the Wikipedia now. Um, Switzerland are in the World Cup. Um, Botman might be going. He's in their long list at the minute, isn't he? Yeah. Um, France are going, but I can't imagine St. Maximum getting a call-up. England are obviously there, so that's Trippier, Pope. Outside chance of Dan Byrne, but that's a really big outside chance. Um, We haven't got anybody from Belgium, Croatia, Denmark, Germany, Poland, Portugal. I mean, the thing with us as well... We don't need a World Cup to injure our players. We're <laughs> perfectly good at doing that by ourselves. Um, so all hail Teague. Oh, speaking of the World Cup, all hail Teague says, I asked this question during the Euros, but lots of things have changed. I don't remember. Where would our squad finish in upcoming World Cup? Quarterfinals, I reckon. I guess, would we be playing... The question is... Would we be playing countries? Yes. Yeah. Who have not trained together, and we have trained together. Yeah. So, and you put it like that, I, I think we could get to the semis. Just because, just because, 
different team that plays together. Yeah, it's that sort of big unknown, isn't it? Like that sort of team cohesion could be such a big factor that a team like Palace could win the World Cup under those circumstances. Yeah, you don't really know. But yeah, I think, yeah, quarters, semis. I mean, it seems ridiculous to say, really, looking at just looking at our, the list of our squad here, because we've just we've just established that most of our the vast majority of our players are not good enough to play in the World Cup. All <laughs> <laughs> their nations haven't qualified. Yeah, because I think it's a maximum definitely is, but he's not going to get picked because. So, yeah. But our starting eleven is that includes like Sean Longstaff and Joe Willock, who are nowhere near England. No. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think we'd get out of the group. Whatever we get. Yeah. Although Sean Longstaff can switch nationality to Burundi, is his dual <laughs> national. Oh yeah, because didn't he? Is that because he um, uh, married? Uh, oh, what the fuck was his name? Who do we? Didn't we have a player who played for Burundi? Big, bigger Amana. Oh yeah. No. Bigger Amana. Oh. Right, I'm going to look him up. Bigger Amana. Did he go to Coventry after us and not really progress, or did we sign him from Coventry or both? I think we signed him from Coventry. He was the next Teote and then very quickly wasn't. Yeah. There were a few of those. It feels like we've probably got a youth set up now where that will hopefully happen less. Well, have you seen that that's Santiago Munoz um, that we signed? Uh, he's He's been let go. Uh, we signed oh, him on he? loan, and then we've no interest in signing him long term. We also picked up a Scot, a young Scottish player uh, called Reagan Thompson, and he's he's been let go. We've recently signed uh, Amadou Diallo, who was on the West Ham books. Um, he was one of my football manager amazing wingers. So for that reason, I'm quite excited. Wow! About two, three years ago, <coughs> bigger Amana. Is he's currently 29 and he's playing in uh, Tanzania for a Tanzanian football club. One of the hardest leagues in the world. <laughs> Best league in the world. Before that, he was playing in the um, in the Northern Irish League. So it's fair to say he didn't live up to the promise that some of us thought that he had. Is it? The other one I always look up, see how he's doing, is Media Bead. He, he's, he's carving out a decent career in the French. Hasn't he league. had European football at some point since leaving yeah. us? Really he's one of the few. It feels like we are the highlight of almost all of our players' careers in a way I don't think it happens with other clubs. <coughs> I'd say it happens with clubs like... Real Madrid. Yeah. <laughs> but not clubs comparable to us, especially in the Mike Ashley era. Yeah. Considering we were a stepping stone, it's unusual for players to step on from us. Players like Daryl Yanmat, who looked re- or Debushi. Well, he went mm-hmm. what, we're saying, what we're saying is we've ruined a lot of players. Yes. Or sold them at their high point and they've not actually been that good. 
But what's great now is we are a club that is, you know, um, rejuvenating players. You look at Joe Linton, you look at Almiron, these like Fabian Scher, uh to a lesser degree, Emil Kraft. Like these are all players who were, you know, we were talking about we're never going to get any money for half of them, and and now like Joe Linton's one of the best, like statistically one of the best midfielders in the country. Almiron's scoring worldies every week he's having a goal of the month competition by himself are we like rehab for footballers now yeah well let's um now that we have got onto the subject of players past <laughs> I, do, I didn't anticipate me being on bigger Amana's wikipedia page this evening I was hoping to have an evening off that <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lloyd Kent says on Twitter, excluding Shearer and Cisco, if you could bring any player from the past 20 years into the present team, who would it be? Bigger in man. Into the current... So let's take the question as, yeah, bring a player from the last 20 years and, and, and that could improve our current... Team I would go with either peak Czech Teote or maybe Genie Wijnaldum. Mm. They're both really good shots. I would yeah. go. Uh, my instinct was Teote. Yeah, I immediately was drawn to Teote. I also thought Jose Enrique. Because mm, I think our left back situation, like Dan Burns, doing a great job, but he's not a left back. But that target is decent, though. He's just not getting decent. in. I just think um, it's weird the Matt Target situation. If I was Matt Target, I'd think I'd be a bit pissed off. I mean, I like you know, it's football; it's the way it is. But he was like, he went on us to us on loan uh, because of. Luca Dean going to Villa, right? He, he mm. thought, well, I, I want to play every game and I'm not going to anymore. So he went on loan to us, played every game, did really well. Then we signed him permanently. And and then a, we put a centre-back at left-back. <laughs> so there, there, is, there is a tactical thing for that because essentially because Trippier is playing so far forward, Dan Byrne doesn't go forward. He joins um, Burn and um, he joins Cher and Botman as a back three as yeah. Trippier moves on forwards. Whereas if Target were playing, he's not really a centre half, so you wouldn't play him in that position. You, I think, if some maximum returns and immediately slots straight back into the first team, you might see the return of um, Matt Target because he would provide like a better balance because it'd be more of a traditional left back. Yeah, because when I mean, Al- Linton, when you've got Joe Linton on the left, he can sort of cover a bit while. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, interesting. You're uh, welcome. Okay, so check. Tiote seems like a good, a good call. Jose Enrique, I was not expecting as an answer to that question. I mean, you could also go Demba Bar. Demba Bar's like just a phenomenal striker. Sure. Lauren Robert. 20 years. When did Lauren Robert leave us? He certainly played for us. 2004, 2005? Uh, he's just sneaking in. Lauren Robert in uh, 
London pubs. I guess if it wasn't for his recent upturn in form, there'd be a good argument for Solano as well instead of Almiron. Mm. Oh, I'd love to see Pete Solano in this team. Mm. Yeah, Lon Robert left in uh, 2000, beginning of 2005. Danny Simpson? No. Yeah. Fuck you. Premier League winner. Had a trip here. Premier League winner. I was, I was joking. I was just being a dick. Okay. Oh, Tyne Thames says. Halloween special. Who was is our scariest player of the Premiership era? Looks wise, Clown Sakunya. <laughs> Duncan Ferguson. Oh god, yeah. John just, that, just ask anyone who's tried to rob his house. <laughs> they will agree. Dave, you've put a Halloween filter on Zoom. How I know, I just thought you'd enjoy that. Thank you. Um, John, John Joe Shelby's got, you know, yeah, something of the night about him. Almiron. Almiron and Shelby, you could imagine robbing graves together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so John Joe Shelby's got that sort of like, um, just could give off just pure sort of slow-paced evil. Do you know what I mean? Just like, yeah. mm, tonight we rob graves. <laughs> and then, yes, master. Amron's <laughs> got the ring. Come, Miguel. <laughs> Coming, master. Shall I bring the spread? <laughs> I was going to say more sort of like Joe Pesci, but you're right. <laughs> come, come, Miguel. <laughs> <laughs> And like, and the, uh, Almer is just like r- running around doing far more grave robbing than, than, than necessary. Until Eddie Cow- Eddie Howe comes in and gets him to become a more focused grave robber. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, our next uh, professional football game is. Uh, on Saturday, and it is against Aston Villa. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. three o'clock kickoff at home. Yes. They haven't. They do not win at St James's Park. Um, they the last time they won was the infamous game where um, Lee Bowyer and Kieran Dyer had a fight. No way. Yeah, and also the. the, the that game is often remembered for those two, but people forget that was also the game that Stephen Taylor got sent off for that ridiculous handball. On the the one where Stephen Taylor got shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they did um, win on Sunday 4 0. Um, yeah. I, I still don't think that they're a particularly good team. I, I think we've got some decent players, but we are. If we if we were Steve Bruce's or Rafa Benitez's um, Newcastle United, I would say then yeah they they're riding on a crest of the wave. They've got a good chance. Like you never know. Blah blah blah. This is the team that Eddie Howe has been coaching for the last two seasons, and it is it is fucking good at getting results. We've got good players, good manager, good tech, good tactics. 
and they I've are. Realized, I've just realised what all the um, pre-match chat is going to be, certainly amongst the Newcastle media probably, is the fact that uh, Villa are now managed by Unai Emery, the first person uh, we offered the job of manager to mm. in this era. So that's going to be a big talking point, isn't it? Well, I think yeah, managerially he, he as well, there are a lot of people when we got Eddie Howe were saying we've missed out on Gerard. <laughs> I don't feel like... I, I think I definitely had reservations about how at the start, but now I think we probably got the best manager we realistically could have, and missing out on Emery was probably a blessing. Yeah, I mean em- Emery will get them um, up the table. He will make sure that they are difficult to beat, play with intensity, all that shit. That he will. He's a he's a very good coach. I don't know if he's going to get them to climb the table very much beyond just mid table. Um, but he hasn't got his visa yet, so he's not going to be in charge. So it's going to be that Dank. I think his name is that coach called Dank. And I think that shit. There's <laughs> <laughs> just one. He's got one name, and it's just Dank. Yeah. Like share. Sounds like he sounds like a Euro DJ. <laughs> hey guys, it's Dank. <laughs> Dank playing at a ski resort. You're <laughs> managed by a man called Dank. <laughs> oh well, really? I can't remember his Yeah. I, I, well, I was really looking forward to this game. Three. I was really looking forward to this before Gerard got sacked because I think we could have absolutely hammered them. It's much more of an unknown now. Mm. I feel a lot more confident now I know they're managed by a man called Dank. <laughs> Honestly, though, some of his house remix. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, no one's buying into my, my Dank DJ name. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, okay. So, um... <laughs> I can just picture it. You know, I'm just not managing. I can see it. To translate it into pure comedy. So, um, let's go for score predictions, Dave. Uh, 2-0. But like a comfortable 2-0. Paul? 2-1. How comfortable? Mm -hmm. How comfortable a 2-1? I think uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be like the 1-0 against them last season, where it'll be like a trippier free kick that wins it. Mm-hmm. I'm tempting fate here, but... 15-0. <laughs> I reckon 3-0. Why not? Oh, yeah. Yeah. God, hubris. Love it. Yeah, yeah we're definitely going to lose now. The three of us have all been comfortable with it. That's the thing. It's always possible, and that's why we love this game. Uh, right, let's leave it there. <laughs> I feel like your warm weather podcast training hasn't, <laughs> hasn't had the desired effect. Yeah, I think it's been a good one. <clears throat> I've got a bit of a cough, it's not COVID, did a test this afternoon, but it's mm-hmm. been a good one. Lovely. Well, especially considering I don't remember watching any football <laughs> the last two weeks. <laughs> I remember, I remember falling asleep to uh, 
match of the day highlights a few times <laughs> with uh, a few pina coladas in the system. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's leave it there. Thank you very much, Dave Watson. Thanks, Fergus. Thank you, Paul Doolan. Thank you. And thank you to you, the Newcastle NASA listener. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.